I was actually working at Google when I had the, the true realization. Okay. The project I worked on, we had a budget that allowed us to lose $10 million a month. We could just spend. <laughs> and looking wow. at it, it's like, this is not a real business. This wow. is not how business should be done. And so I left and joined a five-person company with absolutely no money. And like, yeah, this is how yeah. business is done. And this is way more exciting. And this, these constraints are good. These constraints allow us to move Hello, and welcome to the Modern Hotel. You're presented by Stay Flexi, your all-in-one modern operating system for independent hotels. Each episode, we'll get to know an industry expert, and we'll discuss the latest trends in hospitality to help you, the Modern Hotelier. Welcome to the Modern Hotelier, presented by Stay Flexi. I'm your host, David Malilli. And I'm Steve Garrett. Steve, who do we have on the program today? David, today we have a returning guest, Andrew Benioff from the Independent Lodging Congress. Andrew is going to be announcing the winner of the Indie Cultivate Seed Round. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. So could you give uh, everyone a reminder and uh, background of ILC and how that was started and what it's all about? Sure. The Independent Lodging Congress started about 10 years ago. We're, we're a, a uh, event and media platform that celebrates independent hotels, restaurants, food and beverage outlets, and everything that is connected to them. So pieces that are tangentially part of the independent hotel experience, including art, design, technology, fashion, music, and all of those things that go into making a great independent hotel. Both David and I have been to those shows and they're both fantastic. How did you specifically come up with the idea for the Cultivate concept? So we, we were thinking after we had been running ILC for a number of years that it would be great to celebrate new startups, new ideas, and innovation in hospitality and travel in some way, shape, or form. So we came up with the idea of Cultivate, marrying sort of two different conferences, our regular get-together where we have panels and, and indie talks and so forth, discussions on all aspects of independent hospitality, as well as a startup pitch event where new startups come together and pitch their company idea to VCs, other investors, and people in the audience to figure out, you know, what, what's the best new idea? Can it get funding, et cetera? We put those two things together and we came up with Indie Cultivate, which helps to support innovation and startups in hospitality and travel. That's awesome. And Andrew, can you please announce and introduce the growth round winner? Yes, of course, Steve. Uh, the growth round winner was a company called Sensible Weather. Their VP of product, Mark Bruno, came and, and, and pitched. Sensible Weather is a climate risk technology company that de-risks weather for both travel partners and consumers. They offer a partner-branded weather guarantee service, sort of like insurance, that automatically reimburses travelers when bad weather impacts their in-trip experience. And I have to say, when I first heard about this when he started to pitch, my first thought was, this is crazy. Who's going to use this? <laughs> and by the end of the pitch, I was fully on board and just thought it was an amazing idea. And to add to that, I'm going for a few days to Rhode Island next week. And I was thinking, gosh, if it rains on one of these days, I've already promised my kids that we're going to the beach. Then what are we going to do? And I thought, wow, maybe I should have bought one of those policies with sensible weather and it would have solved the problem. Pretty cool. Welcome to the show, Mark, and congratulations on your victory. I was there in Brooklyn, and I, I thought you did a great presentation. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So to kick things off, Mark, you know, where are you from? What's your background? Yeah, I'm from a 
pretty rural place between Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia. Okay. Um, but I spent most of my career in New York. And so, yeah, it's the Philly-related people tend to find each other, right? That's so absolutely. Funny I think yeah, we just met- yeah, we had not the kind of, we had uh, Joshua from Course who won the seed is from Philadelphia, and I was. If you watch that, I was saying it's it, people at high tech were getting frustrated because they kept saying, "How do you Philly people always find each other?" Because I'm from Doylestown, is where I grew up. I literally live a block and a half off Main Street in Doylestown. Where yeah. I am so right you now. can go stop by my parents' house. <laughs> so, how did growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, shape kind of who you are today? Yeah, I, I think growing up, particularly in a rural area, I had a lot less exposure to a lot of what the world was. Uh, my first job, I was 12 working on a farm. And I, through that experience, I had like a very simple life, but I think then getting exposed to New York later in my life in my early twenties, it was almost just this entire crash course in what it means to be in it with everyone. And while I wish I had gotten that exposure sooner, I think getting that exposure for the first time in my twenties made it easier for me to kind of understand the world and experience like this is really special and there's something really great here. And so it was a steep learning curve a little late in my life. I I actually had the same thing. I grew up in Wisconsin, then moved to DC after college, and it was kind of the same learning curve for me. So you started Sensible Weather. For the people that aren't familiar, can you uh, tell people a little bit more about Sensible Weather and what what you're looking to accomplish? Yeah. So Sensible Weather, we are a climate risk technology company. But really what we do is we offer a product called a weather guarantee. So this is a product for consumers of outdoor travel, outdoor events, having an outdoor experience. And it's all about the idea that bad weather is not something you should have to pay for. And so we work with hotel owners, hotel operators. We also work with resort operators like ski resorts. And for our partners, it's about one, being able to make a little bit of additional revenue, but two, it's really about the guest experience. And so we focus on brands that understand that guest experience and are really trying to focus on what did the guests want to do today and how does weather have a negative impact on that? What can we do to remedy that for them? Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So Steve and I have done several, um, couple ILC events. Um, I've been to many of them. What, what really made you get involved with ILC? How'd you find out about it and what really drove you to, to be part of that, the group? I was made aware of it actually by someone on the team, Pete, who leads our business development and, the thing that stood out to me is just the the vibe of it. I, yeah. you know, I'm an experience-driven person, but I work in product design, and I'm always sort of thinking about the brand and the emotion. And as soon as I landed on the website, first of all, I was like, oh, this feels like something I need to be like, aware of and sort of it, it right. next to. And then being there, I, I just, it was exactly on everything I wanted to be a part of. And I, I love the conversations. I love the, the getting to meet people and Everyone in the room seems to understand what a relationship really is. It's not a business relationship. It's sort of an understanding, and a mutual appreciation for the human experience. Yeah, and I think I tell people once you've gone to, especially when you attend your second one, you feel more like you're part of a, a community or group or you're like a member versus going to a, a traditional trade show. I mean, there's no booths. You kind of, there's a lot of breakout sessions. You can really just talk to people in a natural format where you don't feel like, you know, if you're the guy trying to sell, you don't have to be as salesy. And if you're the person who's <laughs> getting the pitch, you, you feel like it's much more comfortable. It was a, it was a good event, well attended in Brooklyn. Um, did you? How did you feel going in? I mean, I've done presentations. Did you feel that you were prepared? Did you feel like you were ready? Were you nervous? What was it like that that day? 
Yeah, I was a bit nervous, I'll say, just because uh, I'm a little bit of an outsider to the industry. I'm a tech person. I've sort right. of entered hospitality about four years ago. It's an industry I love, but I was coming from building technology. I decided I was nervous because of the respect I have for people who really handle those in-person interactions, the, ho- the actual hospitality right. of it. Nervous, intimidated, it's a little bit. But I think that for me, there is one thing that helps quell my nerves is like the words that I'm going to say, the presentation of it, that's one piece. But if it comes from actually understanding what you're trying to accomplish, and if you really know what you're trying to talk about, the actual presentation becomes a lot easier, right? So all of the insights and understanding about travelers and the experience they're trying to have, building just sort of this understanding of hotel operators of what their day-to-day actually looks like. And then just telling a story on top of that knowledge. And so that was kind of the approach I took was just right. make sure I understand what I'm talking about and the story will come. Absolutely. After, after the presentation, did you feel good about it? Or were you like, oh, that went terrible? Or how, how'd you feel after? I felt good about okay. it. Uh, I felt good that I was done. I was ready to just talk to people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. I would say that uh, I think the Q&A was actually very exciting yeah. for me. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you to any of the judges uh, involved because being able to engage with people in one-on-one questioning is a great place to just talk about the product and uh, having people really question the business yeah. model and having people really question the experience is exciting to me and that energizes me. So I, I enjoyed that portion a lot and kind of ended on a high note. Oh, that's awesome. So Mark, have you always wanted to to have like be involved in startups? You mentioned you have a tech background. Um, was this something that's kind of always been planned or or not really? Yes, I think it's always been planned. I grew up sort of in an entrepreneurial sort of mindset. And then I was actually working at Google when I had the, the true realization. Okay. The project I worked on, we had a budget that allowed us to lose $10 million a month. We could just spend. And looking wow. at it, it's like, this is not a real business. This wow. is not how business should be done. And so I left and joined a five-person company with absolutely no money and like, yeah, this is how yeah. business is done. And this is way more exciting. And this, these constraints are good. These constraints allow us to do better. That's so funny. So was this your, is this your first startup? No, I'm fortunate. I have been a part of teams that have gone from five people in a co-working space to hundreds of employees a couple of times. But I will say that okay. uh, Sensible is unique. And it's really this opportunity to take all those learnings of the six startups I've worked at full-time and the number of companies I've worked with in part-time capacity to build the right type of culture. And so the, the insights and that understanding I was talking about, um, that's something I'm extremely passionate about, just building a company culture around the idea of really understanding people. And is this your first time being in growth mode with a company that's yours, or you've done that also in the past? I've done it in the past uh, before. It always takes a different flavor. And so I'll say uh, Nick, our founder, CEO, um, so I need product on the team. Uh, he actually brings the knowledge to the table. So he's a PhD climate scientist, uh, trading weather derivatives, really understands the climate risk aspect of it. And I focus heavily on sort of the experience aspect of it. And so in growth mode, what it looks like to be really focused on experiences, understanding the overall experience, but also like, how do you actually identify people and problems you need to solve now in order to access your market? This is the, the typical tech problem. This is a typical any company problem is that understanding what's most important right now and it's hard and it's nerve-wracking but it feels really good when you get it right 
Yeah. What, you, you spoke about the guest experience a little bit. Do, is there anything you see as far as a guest experience that needs to be changed or, you know, we're going to see a change in the next couple of years? I do. And it's sort of tangential to the guest experience. I think it's, this is coming from my position as a, a technologist. So when I, I touched a lot of different markets in my career, a lot of different uh, industries. And I expected when entering the hospitality industry that, you know, there'd be some technical challenges. I was surprised by how fragmented the technology is <laughs> and right. how difficult it is for the people actually operating who focus on the guest experience. That's what they should be focusing on. But instead, there's a lot of people focusing on how do I connect my systems? How do I get my distribution out there? How do I just handle my, yes. my base systems? And so I think that in order to improve the guest experience from the position I'm sitting in is focusing on reducing the amount of work that people who can actually focus on the guest experience have to do with their technology. And so I'm hopeful that that's the change that we'll see. I think there's, you know, there's headwinds, there's barriers to that happening. Um, but if we kind of all, we all know this is a problem. This isn't like something unheard being said, uh, right. but I, I, it's something I'm, excited yeah. to see. It, it was so funny. Uh, David and I were at high tech with, with stay flexi and we talked to so many people and they said the exact same thing. They're like, we are so tired of integrations. Like yeah. if we get them connected, like they're great. But then if something goes wrong, they point fingers and it's just like a headache and they're like, we're just, we're done with it. <laughs> so I think you're exactly right. Like one of those all in one systems just to come and do everything. So <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sitting here as a guy that is trying to pitch an integration too. So it's, it's a hard oh, yeah. <laughs> to say that this is the problem. Uh, but then also our integration is, okay. yeah. please help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think, you know, you're talking about the guest experience and how often is the guest experience ruined by weather? Um, often, I would say. And this is one of those integration that's like, can save the guest experience. It, it can not only increase it, but save it. Uh, and that can, I think if I was at a hotel and I'd say I would, booked a uh, outside happy hour and it got canceled. You guys refund it. You know, I'm going to write the hotel and be like, this is awesome. You know? So I, I love what y'all are doing over there at sensible weather. So. Yeah. Maybe give us a couple of examples. I mean, is there anything, you know, past 12 months where there's been a, a weather event that, you know, and, and I guess in, in your case, sometimes you're hoping that there's always good weather so that they, they don't have to collect on the insurance. So is there, was there an event or something that happened that you guys are like, wow, that was really amazing. We had X amount of people who had the insurance and were covered and, and protected. Yeah. So I actually love seeing people get paid. Our financial model is our financial model. And that's yeah. what we're good at is understanding that. So if people had a rainy day or had it was too cold or there was, wasn't snow, I want to pay yeah. I want to give those people a reimbursement for their right. experience. Um, and I think what I'm loving is every single day, there's a really, I see people getting reimbursements. And so it's not just like, oh, there's a major right. rain event coming across the Appalachians and like a whole bunch of people got moved around. It's more just like all of these things happening all over the country, all over the world at the same time. But I will actually tell you a story that's sort of the opposite of what you asked, which is, have I done and seen anything that didn't go well? Our very first launch is second weekend after we've been live, and this is over a year ago now. I actually was managing customer support. You know, there were seven people at that time, so I'm on customer support. Somebody emailed in a couple of days ahead of the weekend. They're like, hey, it's supposed to rain this weekend. Uh, this is a water park. Should, are we going to get a reimbursement for our water park tickets? And I was like, well, what will happen is the day of the forecast. We'll check for you and we'll let you know if it's going to rain, and then you'll get a reimbursement. But don't worry, if you get a reimbursement, you actually still get to go to the water park. It gets to be a free day for you. 
which is a really cool value proposition. Wow. Except that it was a category four hurricane coming down. <laughs> and so telling, <laughs> telling this guest, then like, don't worry, just go to the water park in a category four hurricane. No problem. Yeah. Learnings, right? Like uh, we need to be, I mean, we've solved that luckily, but I think it's one of my favorite stories. Do people believe you when you tell them that? Like if somebody told me like, oh, you still get to go to the water park, but you're basically going for free. I'd be like, what's the catch? You know, like, do I, you know, am I going to get there and be stopped or something? You know, like, do, what, what's the response when you tell people that? The response often is too good to yeah. be true. And so we actually have an initiative inside of our company is to say, it's not too good to be true. It's very true and great. Right. And so we want to figure out how to flip that freeze. But what we also see is that we, we are able to, at a price point, that's very reasonable for people. So we see a lot of people say like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's not that expensive. Yeah. Let me just try this out. And so those are the people I'm really excited to make happy because they're skeptics, but they're willing to try it and we can deliver on it. Absolutely. And how long have you guys been around? We were founded in 2019. Uh, we, I actually joined right before COVID uh, hit. And so we went very heads down for two years, very quiet and stealth, building out our climate platform and really focused on our climate analytics. We officially launched the Weather Guarantee product at the beginning of 2022. So at the beginning of this year. Very cool. And how did that idea come to be? The idea is really interesting. So uh, Nick, like I said, our founder CEO, he had access to platforms like this for more B2B use and not the same type of platform, but the ability to look at this information. And he's an avid skier. And so he's sitting in New York. He's going to the West Coast to ski. He has his flights booked to Colorado. But is there better snow in Montana? Should I switch my flights? And so he's like, what if something could pay me money to switch my flight? And that was the initial aha moment of how do I get the best snow that I can get? And when I met him and he sort of told me that story and told me about the, the scientific side of it, it was just uh, like, oh, this is a brilliant insight. Let's go build a ton more insights and understanding, build this product out for everyone. Very cool. I guess I'd be curious, uh, you know, kind of putting in my business development hat. So how are people finding you? Are they finding you, are you on websites? Are you on the booking engine as far as the booking path? How are they finding uh, the service to be able to take advantage of it? We really believe that the context is extremely important. Uh, we are not trying to educate the entire world that they can buy weather guarantees. That's an extremely expensive thing to do, but also right. people are trying to book experiences. They're not trying to go figure out weather details. And so the context of being in right. the booking engine, you're saying, is our best way to integrate. We have other ways. Uh, so if you book and you can get an email afterwards to add this weather guarantee, and you can add a weather guarantee up until two hours before the event actually starts. So we do see people starting to recognize like, oh, five days beforehand, it looks like it might rain. I wonder if I should add a weather guarantee to my trip. And, and it's a really good way to sort of engage people in that conversation about the weather. When you book, um, what's the cost? What's the cost compared to like the insurance for an airline ticket? Is it similar or is it more expensive? I would say that it's similar. I don't know exactly how airline ticket uh, insurance okay. pricing works, but we generally... We have a number of levers we pull. Our goal is to create the most useful and the most affordable weather guarantee. So every weather guarantee is created custom right. in real time for each user's trip. And we look okay. at what is the typical weather in this location? What is this person trying to do? And then we determine this will be the most useful for them and something we can offer at a reasonable price, typically somewhere between uh, 7 to 9% of the total cost of their spending. Do you have a lot of people buying the same day? I I'm just thinking if I'm going to a music festival. And I see like, oh man, it's supposed to rain today. Can I add that weather protection on that same day? Or does it have to be a certain time out in advance? So this is actually a brand new feature for us as well. Uh, we used to only offer weather guarantees up till five days okay. before the event. And now with 
a lot of scientific work we've done to integrate some deeper forecasting and just some really interesting modeling and uh, machine learning we're able to offer up to the moment. What's interesting about forecasts is that sometimes when it says it's going to rain, it's very uncertain of when it's going to rain, if it's going to rain, how much is it going to rain. Sometimes when it says it's going to rain, it is going to rain with certainty. And so there isn't always a weather guarantee option available based on the forecast. There are times when it will absolutely rain and we can't offer a weather guarantee. Mm. But there's a lot of times where what you're seeing on your phone in that forecast is really deceptive of what the actual chance of rain might be. And so we're able to help people feel less anxious in those moments when they don't have clear visibility into what the forecast actually means. So you've been around for a couple of years. What's been the biggest challenge you've had, or, or I guess even the biggest success that you've had as well that you want to talk about? You think about that one for a moment. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> Take your yeah. time. <laughs> um, so I'll say the biggest challenge that we've had is that we find a lot of partners say yes, and a lot of consumers say yes. So on the partners that we're working with, we see attach rates from 40 to 60%, which is a very wild number. It exceeds our wow. expectations. It's and huge. we think we can do much better, actually. This is a very unoptimized world that we've launched recently. We have a lot of partners saying yes. But going from a partner saying, I want to offer a weather guarantee, to a partner offering a weather guarantee, we run into those technical hurdles that we're discussing, right? The fragmentation, the need to integrate. And so my team spends a lot of time focused on how can we make this as easy as possible for our partners? How can we provide them all of the assets? How can we do the work for them? That's why we have a customer support team on our side. We handle all the support for our partners. We don't want our partners to have to do anything for this. We want them to just be able to operate, to improve the guest experience, and move on. That's aspirational. Like we said, there's a lot of technical challenges in making that happen. But I'm very excited because we are beginning to work with more and more platforms in order to offer weather guarantees. And so with booking engines, with PMSs, um, with CRMs as well. Right. So that's I think that's really the key is that as an operator, I shouldn't have to have things as well. Very cool. Very cool. You mentioned culture before. Obviously, culture has become a, a much larger thing over the past 10, 20 years or so. How how have you built the culture uh, inside, inside Sensible? It starts with hiring, first of all. You have to hire people who truly care about other people. So that's, that's one thing. Second thing is open conversations. So at Sensible, we spend a lot of time talking about our culture. We ask this question, why do we like working together? And then we really dissect that and really right. identify and really spend a lot of thoughtful time together. Just sort of, uh, you know, you could think of it as like holding hands in a circle, but we're, we're a fully remote team. So holding hands on a Zoom right. call um, and really thinking through <laughs> like what makes us enjoy working together so that we can also do really good work. That's one piece. The other piece, though, is elevating the stories of real humans, making sure that everyone on the team really understands what it's like to be a guest, what it's like to working finance at a hotel, what it's like to work in operations at a hotel, so that we can really think about who these people are that touch our product and empathize with them. And it, it, that gets a little bit buzzy. So there's the buzzwords of yeah. empathizing with your users and all of that, but there's a big gap between wanting to do that and making it real. And I think making it real takes really honest and open and vulnerable conversations with the team. So I've got a question for you and hopefully we get an honest answer. So on our, our standard podcast format, uh, one of the questions I ask is, if you had a superpower, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And it seems like you guys kind of have a superpower with predicting the weather. So do you guys use that internally? Because Doylestown, <laughs> that, that's a 
that Northeast area is an area where you don't know what's coming and you don't know if it's going to be humid. It's going to be perfect. It's going to rain one moment, the, the snow, you know. So do you guys use that internally? Do you have something where you're like, oh, yeah, today I'm going to have to bring an umbrella or bring a jacket? Do you guys use it internally? We do. And so we, uh, the first thing we ever built <laughs> was this thing we called the Answers Widget, which was where are you going and when are you yeah. going? And we'll give you the answer. And I remember it was, it was a very rough MVP. We were just experimenting. It never really like went anywhere. But we used it a lot internally. And I remember when we uh, deprecated it, nobody really told Nick, our CEO, that we were going to stop supporting it. And then one day right. he's like, it's gone. I use this every day. Like, I don't know how to plan a trip anymore without this right, tool. Sure. And so it was really funny because there's so much powerful data. And I'm so excited about like, yes, we can reimburse you if it rains. But actually what Sensible is the ability to provide insights and understanding for guests as well. What should I do on a day when it rains? What should I pack when I'm leading up to my trip? Where should I go in August if I want to do X, Y, Z activity? And so the right. real power of Sensible will come. But for now, we're very focused on making sure that reimbursement experience is strong. Yeah, it must be annoying. You probably got family members texting you and saying, hey, Mark, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go to Ocean City today. Should I should I go or should I just stay in Philly? <laughs> yeah. So. so that's really cool. You mentioned like, uh, I, I'm just thinking of like tropical islands that have like hurricane season, you know, and some people might not do their research before and all of a sudden they're in this great resort and there's a hurricane outside. So like you'll tell guests like, okay, you know, this is not the right time to go to that resort or now is a great time to go to this area and stuff like that. Is that kind of what we'll, what you'll be having? Yeah. And we need to explore and understand that better to make sure we're adding yeah. a lot of value, but we have the data available to do that. I think in that same vein, one thing I'm actually really excited about is that, uh, think about shoulder season. Sometimes you have beautiful days in shoulder season, yes. yeah, yeah. right? As hotels were discounting those days significantly. But and we have less utilization as well. But it, by offering a weather guarantee, you could actually say to your guests, like, no, if it isn't beautiful, you'll get your money back, but still come, still try it out. Right. And I think that's a really cool value prop to change behavior and really sort of allow both guests to have a great vacation and for owners to manage their property in a better way. And, and stress-free for, for both. <laughs> the right. owners getting exactly. their guests in and the, the guest is like, hey, if it does rain whatever, I'm going to get reimbursed. So a lot more relaxing vacation. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, what's, what's next? What's, what's next here for sensible weather? Any, any fun updates coming out? Any cool things happening? Yeah. I, I can't announce the exact names yet. Um, so cool partnerships coming up, of course, we're very excited about, awesome. uh, but the other piece is this, this technology piece I'm talking about. And so working with these platforms that everyone knows the name of and making this available really easily is a, a huge yes. focus for ours. And so, I think that's what really changes the game and makes it just that simple. And so I think we covered everything. Is there anything that you want to uh, plug? Anything you want to, you know, uh, where can people find Sensible Weather? Where, where other than the website, you know, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? If, if there's a hotel you're listening or a management company ownership group. Yeah, we're always looking for brands and flags that really care about this experience to work with. Um, I'm easy to get a hold of. It's M-A-R-K at sensibleweather.com. Our website, of course, as well. But I think that if anybody were listening and were interested in this product, either from something to offer or just want to want to talk and understand, definitely reach out to us because we are, of course, looking at different markets and different places that we could use this information. And of course, we're always hiring as well. So Awesome. That's good news. Yeah, and feel free to use us as a resource because we it's, it's funny as we've, 
done more and more podcasts and met more and more people, it's it's funny how, well, one, there's a huge Philly area connection to a lot of our guests and also just in the company. So, you know, we had we had Jen from the Curator Collection, which is a great connection for you. Mm-hmm. And so feel free to say, hey, I, I, I met Steve and David and you know, was on the podcast and saw saw you and saw what you did, because I think that there's a lot of of, of good synergies between a lot of our guests. And uh, we like that. So it's good. Yeah. So Steve, anything, any final questions from you, Steve? If not, I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'm all I'll good. Last, I, I appreciate you hopping on, Mark. I know you're busy, so I appreciate you hopping on the Modern Hotelier. It was great to, great to meet you and great to learn more about sensible weather. Yeah, this was this was fun, and I appreciate everything you guys are doing, bringing together just this, this community is awesome. Yeah, thank you, Mark, and that that wraps up uh, the Modern Hotelier presented by Stay Flexi. We really appreciate your time. Wish you all the best in your new venture and uh, that growth round. And please uh, keep us updated. Sounds great. You made it to the end of the Modern Hotelier. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow wherever you listen to your podcast. The Modern Hotelier is produced by Make More Media and presented by Stay Flexi. Stay Flexi is your modern operating system for independent hotels. If you're interested in learning more about Stay Flexi, you can go to stayflexi.com. Or if you'd rather talk to me instead, feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn or email me at steve.karen at stayflexi.com. Thanks and have a great day.